Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a calm conversation about mundane topics to help you sort of ease into your day or ease into your night. Thank you for listening to the Insomnia Project. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. And I am joining him today, once again. This is Amanda Barker speaking. Now, Amanda, I wanted to ask you about your belts. My belts? Yeah, your belts. You know, Marco, I never know what we're going to talk about. Right. Last night I asked you and uh, you had given me a bevy of topics. Indeed. I don't remember belts being on there. No, I just figured we'd start with belts and then see where that takes us. Okay. Well, um, well I... What makes a good belt for you? I like a wide, stretchy belt. Oh, so I think that would determine the... Uh, what the belt is made of too yeah i like a i like a stretchy belt i don't like a belt that is dependent on belt loops so i don't tend to wear them if i have jeans on sometimes i'll wear one if i have black pants or gray pants on but generally speaking i like a wide stretchy belt because i wear black tank tops most days okay and so I will put the stretchy belt between where the tank top meets the pants and then a cardigan or sweater on top of that. That's my norm. So you don't have belts that have belt loops in it? Is that correct? Uh, Well, you mean pants? I don't have pants that have pants that have belt loops. Oh, I thought you meant the belts didn't have belt loops. You're talking about pants. No, the belt goes through the belt loops. Right, okay. So you you don't have many pants that have the belt loops. I mean, I have jeans. All jeans have them, I think, or a lot of jeans. I shouldn't say all, but a lot have them. Right. I don't tend to use them, no. I see. Whereas you would use them. You have leather belts, and you put them. You're more normal. I see. I Yeah, I only really get big, wide, stretchy belts and use them to make the outfit connect. (laughs) But again, it's because I wear black tank tops every day. Is there a color of belt that you enjoy, or is it a multicolored? No. Depends on what you wear. brown or black. Oh. I I have brown and black, and I have black, and I really should get a new one because they're all kind of dog-eared at this point. I see. I do. that's, That's what I tend to go with. I like a big, wide belt. Um, I'm apple shaped. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think I use a belt to try and define my waist. I see. <laughs> That's what I use them for. Okay. Yeah. I guess the next follow up question would be where do you hang your belts or do you hang your belts? You made me 
a belt hanger. So maybe this means we should talk about my closet a little more. Sure. So I think we've visited your closet before. We have many Let's times. Let's go back. You made me a belt hanger. So it's got little pegs in it, and I put the belts. I loop the belts around them. So I, I click them together. and uh, You click them together? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't know you clicked them together. Yeah, otherwise they'll fall. I see. Because they're wide, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just loop them around the little hooks next to um, the hanger hook, which is a really great closer, closet invention that you came up with, which for anyone, if I don't think we've talked about it, but basically Marco... I, d- I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about. Right yeah, now. you do. Okay. Well, you will. Um, there's two... You put two prodding, they're not hooks because they're long, but two poles, little poles, like the size of my hand, each next to each other in the closet next to where my belts are. And that's where we put hangers that are not in use. Oh, yes. Okay. So, you know, you have hangers and then you have hangers that are not in use. My closet's quite full, so is yours. Sometimes more full than not. So, um, we, that's where we put our hangers so they're not sort of floating around or getting lost in the, the rest of the clothing. Yeah. I just, I just found some, some long hooks that, um, I think are to support other things. So they're like for your, for your garage or for your, for your, you know, tool shed. Mm-hmm. So you you hook things on there, so they're they're quite sturdy. Mm-hmm. And because we had hangers everywhere, I said, why don't we just hangers we're not using place here, so we know where there are. So when we need a hanger, we just grab them from there, and they're not buried amongst our clothes. And it seems to have worked out really nicely. I enjoy it because yeah. then I know, okay, I have five empty hangers, so I'll double up these pants, for example. Oh, you double your pants on hangers? Yeah, I have to. Oh yeah. my goodness. What? <laughs> Well, I guess because my pants would not be supported by one hanger. They'd break. You don't double your pants? Never. But you also hang all your jeans, right? I do hang my jeans. I don't hang my jeans because I have that awesome shelf in there. Yeah. That has a a section for jeans. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't hang them. I don't have that awesome shelf for jeans, so I have to hang them. I think it's fair to say I have more clothes than you. (laughs) It's true. It's true. (laughs) I'm sorry. What about hats? So if we go from belts to hats. Okay. I have a lot of hats, and I'm actually not sure what to do about them. Because I don't really see them anymore. They're, they're, They're out of sight. Yeah, they're out of sight, but I still have them. So my hats are in a few different sections. Okay. First off, we should say that over where we hang the hangers and the belts there's a little ledge and you put nails on that ledge a little beam or something and the hats hang there in our closet so those are your hats that are hanging there in the closet yeah they are yeah but um i have beach hats that i love i have too many of them though because anytime i went to a clothing swap i would grab one if i saw a good one and now I just have too many. So I probably have about five or six, maybe ten. I don't know. Beach hats. Um, so I kind of stack those. But I inherited a be- – and I, I, don't, I can't be the only one out there who has inherited hats. But my next-door neighbor, Ruth, who I love very much, she had a collection 
of hats when it was trendy to wear them. So from the 1940s to about the 1960s, 70s. Chapeaus, if you will. I mean, if I will, but I won't. <laughs> Pillbox hats and, you know, hats that she would wear on occasions. Um, we don't wear hats to church the way they do in England or to weddings usually, but I think there was a time when people did. So anyway, I have all these lovely hats and, you know, they lose their form over time. You think you're going to wear them or that they're cool to have and then you don't wear them. Right. And they just sit in a hat box, which is where they are now. I probably have about 10 of those as well. What makes a good beach hat? Um, I like a beach hat that has a wide brim mm-hmm. or it doesn't have to be super wide, but wide enough that it'll afford some coverage while you're strolling around in the sun. Sure. But also not so wide that it's just like a walking hat coming toward you. Oh, like like you don't want a sombrero type. Um, I mean, I have hat. some that have wide brims, okay. but when you're traveling, you don't want a hat that's going to take up a lot of your luggage or you wear it. But again, you don't want to wear a massive, huge hat on a plane or something. Sure. So, um, or a train or whatever. So for me, I like a mid-sized sort of hat, but if it has a bit of extra coverage, that's nice. I like a woven hat, like a, okay. re- a rattan kind of material, because I like the breathability that that affords. I see. When you put it on your face, when you're lying in the sand, that kind of thing. How about you? Well, it's interesting because I don't really have a beach hat. I've kind of... You wear mine. I, I, t- I t- And mine have little bows and tassels and things, it's but true. you have no problem wearing them. Well, my, when I'm on the beach and I need a hat, <laughs> I'll just grab the, the closest thing to me. I generally will wear it when I'm lying on the mat or on the towel, and I'll just cover my face with it. There have been many times where you didn't bring a hat or glasses. Right. So you're wearing my stylish lady glasses mm-hmm. and my stylish lady hat. It's true. There's many <laughs> pictures of me on the beach wearing your hats and gloves. and Not gloves, your hats and glasses. Oh, my God, my gloves. Um, Imagine. <laughs> my I little like white be, gloves for my wedding. I like to be fancy on the beach. Um, what snacks do you like to take on the beach? Oh, we're going in a beach direction. I guess. I guess. Now that I'm on the beach wearing your hat and glasses, well, the, at the world cottage, knows that. We, we seem to have a lot of fruit leather at the cottage this summer. Right. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. I don't know why. It just someone bought a box of fruit leather, which I always called a fruit roll-up, but I guess they don't always roll up. That was a brand that I had when I was a kid. But sure. Anyway, strawberry, that strawberry... Um, fruit product. Yeah, you don't like strawberries. Yeah, I don't. Li- I don't like strawberries in raw form. I see. But if it, they're pureed into th- like a jam, I'm fine into with a that. leather. Into a be- into a fine leather. <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of. It's funny because you're talking. I don't about- like my hats are leather. I like a rattan hat, but a leather strawberry. It's surprising. It's funny because. You don't like leather belts, but you don't mind if your fruit is leather. Well, it's a different kind of leather. And I do have some vegan leather that's made out of mushrooms, actually. Belts? Um, Not belt. I think I have a purse. Made of mushroom? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Vegan leather is also... Because people go, 
what's the difference between vegan leather and, say, a synthetic right. leather? Because sometimes people mistakenly call it that. But I believe true vegan leather is made from biodegradable products. Okay. And which purse is made of mushrooms? Um, you know the blue purse that I... That drives you crazy, probably? The one that has the insert that you don't... That I don't use, yeah. I believe that's vegan leather. Okay, okay. Now, whether it's mushrooms specifically or other products, I'm not sure. I see. And what makes a good purse? Well, that's a hard one for us. I mean, a lot of compartments so that things don't get lost, but not too many compartments that you forgot that you already have a lip balm in there. Or where you put that card. So it's sort of a balance, right? Right. You don't want just a big open sack. Although I have quite a few that are just big open sacks. <laughs> I thought we were on the beach. How do we get into purses? Well, okay. So then what's the best? Or strawberries. What's Maybe the... we should talk about strawberries. Okay, let's talk about strawberries. Sure. So I don't like strawberries. Yes, and I love strawberries. I'm, I've only ever in my life met one other person who doesn't like strawberries. I mm-hmm. worked with her last summer. But I don't like them. They don't work for me. Right. Um, but I don't mind strawberry-flavored things. So I don't know what that says about them. I always want to like them. Right, but you just don't. They look great. And mm-hmm. then I go, oh, right, I don't like them. What about strawberries in a salad? Yeah. See, that's funny because I, I don't have a problem with them there. It's almost like I need them to be a vegetable. I see. You need them to Same be savory. Same mango. Oh, you, you don't you like don't just like mango? I thought you liked mango. I do but I like it better when it's a bit unripe and in a salad I don't like it just sitting eating a mango to me is like eating a ball of perfume I don't know okay it doesn't work how about you what are some things that well I do like strawberries I always have I love cherries and I love mangoes I love cherries no no you didn't we didn't talk about cherries well I love cherries well fair enough okay you love cherries (laughs) but I'm, I'm just saying I love all those I love watermelon yeah and uh and and so I do like fruits. There's very few fruits I don't like. You used to be more picky. I'm not a big fan of grapes so much. Grapes don't do it oh, for good. me. Oh, good. I'm glad I bought some last I know. Night. <laughs> you I just... keep buying them. I thought you liked them. No, I don't love grapes. What? Sometimes, sometimes I like a grape, but recently I've been eating grapes, but uh, grapes aren't for me. Because <laughs> I'm force-feeding you. Because yeah, you're like, there's they grapes. They're on sale. <laughs> I don't mind, I don't mind a, a good grape that's on sale. Okay. Um, I'm also particular with fruit and the time of year to eat them well that so, makes sense mm-hmm, so. i mean that that's in accordance to ayurvedic principles right you eat what's seasonal you know mm-hmm. i think sometimes we as a society like things that are forced seasonally like sure. a certain type of latte you can only get during these months and right. that type of thing wait a minute what lattes can you only get during oh like a pumpkin spice that yeah. places offer i see yeah or yeah. gingerbread or whatever right. like you don't want that in june speaking you know? of gingerbread mm. so we have a I gingerbread have... <laughs> so make. i'm gonna be i'm gonna be doing this in some way shape or form but we have a gingerbread house that i bought for the holiday season that i didn't have the time to put together well i think it wasn't just the time. Well, to there be was fair yeah, fair enough. There was just the, a few the, other things. Yeah, and so it's it's sitting there waiting to be waiting to be decorated, and I think it's already made into a house. I just need to decorate it. So I think I'm going to make it. I think it's the pieces are there, but I think you have to assemble it into a house, right? 
No, I think this one is is. Oh, it's a pre-made I think house. It's pre-made. I think this I bought is it. A so lazy person. Well, because I was like, I'm so busy, I won't have a time. I won't have time <laughs> to, to, to put assemble. the icing, right. sugar. Because that's the that's the hardest part is yeah. assembling it. So, I thought if, I'd if have British Bake Off has taught us anything. Yes, definitely. Um, so I think I'm going to make a Valentine's Day house <laughs> with it, a Valentine's Day gingerbread house because you know, for Valentine's Day you tend to eat things that are a little bit spicier and sweet and ginger though it's often associated with you know the christmas holidays or the winter holidays i think it can carry over to valentine's day so that's what i'm going to do i'm going to make a valentine's day house and i'm going to put lots of hearts as so decoration i'll eat it. all the green candies <laughs> yeah we won't we'll put the green leave, candies we'll on just it. leave the red yeah you can you can eat the green i'll buy some cinnamon hearts and some yeah. chocolates and i'll incorporate yeah. that into the design Okay. And we'll see how it turns out. Well, <laughs> stay tuned, folks. That'll we'll, be my Valentine's Day present. Yeah. Maybe I'll put a Valentine's Day gift inside the house, and you have to smash the house to, to find <laughs> it. How do you, what do you think of that? A ring? We're N- get, no. It'll get married again? No, no. no, Nothing too fancy. <laughs> That's one thing. Once you are married, there's never that, oh, how is he going to propose thing? Like whenever there's a big event or expectation mm-hmm. from your spouse... You don't ever, you always think, oh, is he going to propose? Well, no, that's happened. People don't talk about that, but maybe that's just me. Are you saying that people who are married want to be proposed to again? Maybe. Oh. No. (laughs) Okay. No, I'm just saying when you're not married and you're with somebody and there's this expectation that at some moment they might, you're kind of waiting for that shoe to drop. Like, Mm -hmm. is it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Unless you've just sat, talked about it, and went and bought a ring together, which a lot of couples do. So then when there's moments like that past your wedding, you have this thing of, oh, is it now? And then you realize it's already happened. So then you always go, oh, well, it can't be that because that's already happened. Right. Hence the gingerbread Valentine's Day gingerbread house present. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious I, I'll start that on the 1st of February. I'll start making that so we have it for okay. February. So it'll be nice and saggy by the time. <laughs> or hard. Well, gingerbread houses are gen- generally no, hard, yeah. the ones that we have. they you That the thing could last several months. Pure I'm not sugar. Too... I mean, if we had the space, we'd just keep it for next Christmas. Well, I don't know if I'd keep it that long. That's a long time. That's a long time. Plus, I like gingerbread. Plus, we don't have the space, so... Listen, I need it for my hats. You need it for your hats. (laughs) Okay, so from belts to hats to strawberry leather, um, (laughs) let me ask you about your nail polish. Okay. Of which I think you have a few, a few (laughs) nail polishes hidden away too, right? Sometimes I feel like the Insomnia Project (laughs) is just a chance for you to passively air your grievances on the things I own. <laughs> no, it's not true. <laughs> like, I, okay, I didn't know. <laughs> no, because you do have the a lot. The way you're phrasing, you... you're like, so you have a lot of nail polishes, I've noticed. Okay. They, I do they, have a lot of nail polishes. They don't get in my way. I never really see them. That's why I say it. I'm trying to make it seem like <laughs> I'm, I don't you know the answer. You have some hats? Maybe a lot, some would say. Let's talk about your purses again and how many you own. No, let's talk Listen, about your Some hat. of it's fair. Um, <laughs> let's talk about your nail polish. Uh, I have a lot of nail polish. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It was my New Year's resolution two years ago to stop getting, spending money on getting my nails done professionally. And how's that working out for you? Really, really well for the most part. Um, I know you can do, so if you don't know about the world of nails, Mm. a quick refresher. Sure. There's at-home products, which can come in a lot of different things. But in terms of nails, you can either just have regular old nail polish. Sure. Which is all I have. Okay. Then you get into the next level, which is, it's called various things, but gel um, uh, acr- um, acrylics. Acrylic is sort of the next level. So the the ne- the in between level would be it's commonly referred to as gel. There's a few other terms for it, but we'll leave it at that. Sure. Sh- shellac. Sorry. Shellac. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes it's called shellac. They're essentially all the same thing, where it's a type of nail polish that gets sealed by an overcoat, and the UV light seals in the color, so it doesn't chip. Not to the same degree, certainly. It's kind of like paint that lives on your nails until you get it. You have to get a special chemical to get it off. I see. And then the next level would be fake nails. And those would be your acrylics and everything else. Okay. There's other products in there, but those are the three levels, basically. Got it. So for me, I don't do gel at home. I have friends that do. I just don't. I don't have the time, and I don't want to get into that. They take longer? To dry? You need to have the whole UV light machine at home and the special sealant. I just don't want to hold on to all that. Instead, I, I take up that space with just regular nail polish. So I have just regular nail polish at home. And so two years ago, I stopped doing shellac in the um, boutique or whatever boutique, it's yeah, called. Yeah, salon. And I just started doing it at home. So it doesn't last nearly as long. Mm-hmm. On your toes, it can last. But on your fingers that you use all the time it's not going to last more than a few days but that's okay and do you do fingers and toes match generally speaking i do okay i'm very virgo when it comes to that i see i can't even do the one one nail a different color i just i can't (laughs) it's not for you it's not for me i i used to get into designs and stuff a little bit i dabbled in little you know stickers and designs but for the most part I just like a solid color keep it simple and I'll put it on but I don't tend to put as much on my fingers these days is color determined by mood or time of year both oh but usually time of year so I will tend to go richer and darker in the winter months and then I'll go a little lighter the light pinks and so on or the bright oranges for summer that type of thing. But I do have a lot. I probably have, um, I don't know, maybe 25. Oh, really? 30? I don't know. Oh, I didn't colors. know that. But I'm part of a subscription service that sends oh, okay. me makeup. And so a lot in the last two years have been from there, which I is see. fine. I enjoy a new nail polish color, you know. What time of year is the French manicure <laughs> suited for? French manicure is too fussy. for. I've done it myself. Okay. But to... For me, it's just too fussy to be bothered with, but that would be a springy, summery thing, I I think. I mean, I'm sure many would argue you could have a French manicure anytime. Okay. I used to have a roommate way back in, uh, it would have been in 1999, I think, maybe the year 2000. Anyway, and yeah, 1999, I had a, a roommate who was from Costa Rica, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, she taught me how to do a French manicure to myself. She would do that to, to herself all the time. I see. Yeah. What's What's the secret? The secret is having something that you can, like, that you can use, like, you know how you use frog tape? Yes. To paint or masking tape to paint so that when you paint over, it goes onto the tape mm-hmm. and then you pull the tape off. You need something like that for your nails so you have a nice straight white line. I see. Yeah. And would it be a frog tape or a special kind of tape? or is <laughs> You it... could, but okay. I really it's probably going to be, um, I don't know, some other kind of thing that you put over. There's little tools you can buy. Mm-hmm. For me, I just would, I had a little wooden peg that I would use. But again, I haven't done this in years. Okay. Maybe it's time to revisit the French. Mm, the I'm, I'm good. I okay. Think. <laughs> it's too much work. Uh, frog tape, for anyone listening, is a type is a brand of tape that, that is green, but you'll often see painter's tape, as it's referred to, in blues or greens, so that when you paint, you can, you can recognize where the tape is, unless you're using those colors, mm-hmm. which aren't generally colors people use. People generally don't use a neon green or, or a a green screen color green to paint with so it's easier to oh paint I with. see yeah. uh, but because a lot of them are green I guess the company called it frog tape and there you have it and that's and that's the origins I guess of that of that product but oh I, it's because the green yeah, I cause, that. yeah because they're generally blue or green okay so and uh, unlike masking tape which was used before this tape came out it's not as um, the adhesive isn't as strong. Yeah, it's very light tape. Yeah, it's, it it's, peels right off. It's light, but it can still stay on the wall. Like it, it's still mm-hmm. strong enough so that when you paint over it, it won't come off. Mm-hmm. Although there is different degrees of adhesive strength that you can get for your painter's tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have, I have quite a supply of painter's tape. Speaking of supplies in my tool area, <laughs> I've got at least four, four different painter's tape. I use them. Depending on the season, I'll use different colors of painter's tape. Really? No. They're like your nails. <laughs> That's what I was trying to compare them. But I do have the green. In and November, blue. you go with a rich brown. Or yeah, yeah. For Valentine's Day, a bright red. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Bright red uh, painter's tape would, would be wise. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it would be wise. Yeah, because yeah. Um, well, you definitely you see it, right? I know that they put pink in the paint for your ceiling. Oh, really? Your, your ceiling paint there's a product that has a pink color to it and when it dries it dries white so that you can see where you've painted because if you're painting a ceiling that's already white it's often hard to see what you've gone over because white on white but when you do pink on white and it dries white it makes your painting job of the ceiling so much easier that's fascinating yeah well we'll end it there with a fascinating ceiling paint note (laughs) i hope um this episode had you relaxing, maybe even drifting off to sleep. Thank you for listening. I'm Marco Timpano. I'm Amanda Barker. And we hope you were able to listen and sleep.